Rannon. <laughs> and? Rannon. Mims. Uh, wow. I figured, I figured that would get your attention. Rannon Tatis. That, that should be your, like, alter ego. Well, I mean... Welcome to the Chicago Beef League. This is Chip. I'm welcome. I welcome you to the podcast with the co-host Alex. Say hi, Alex. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to see how far I could go. Uh, hello, welcome everybody. I need more bourbon. Um, okay, so uh, we've got a full agenda. Uh, lots of uh, content to go through. Um, how are you doing? You doing good? Yeah, doing okay. I cannot complain. Uh, we're doing our the pod a little bit later this week. So um, a little later in the week, rather. Um, so, yeah, we, we're going to have some you know different takes than... Uh, but we will include predictions for next week. Yes. So uh, just to, we've got a lot on, uh, on the docket. We've got a uh, my household update. Uh, we'll have a bird update, the coop update. We'll go through some deep thoughts for this week and next week. Uh, we have my, my the chips angle, which uh, we'll get into some pitching uh, stats. Uh, and then we will uh, dive way deep, probably appropriately deep for the record, uh, on uh, backyard baseball games. Um, and the many things that go along with that. Yes. And yes. I'm excited. Yeah. So, um, shall we get started? Yeah. You're weak, man. What's going on in your house? <laughs> you know, if we did this last week, I would have had nothing, but, uh, because it's today, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to, to share. Um, today was very busy. Uh, and I'm not going to go run down of like everything we did, but the highlights um, we are in, in the midst of kind of preparing our house to sell and trying to find a house in basically the worst uh, buying market uh, in the history of America. Um, so good timing. And uh, we painted our staircase uh, to the basement today and uh we looked at a house which actually we kind of liked but we did we're not going to put a, a offer in where was it was it are you still kind of looking in the same area or what's what's the plan yeah it's generally speaking just southeast portland um want to stay here uh but the the place that we looked at uh has a lot more bedrooms and open kitchen open it, it's very nice and it's like literally on uh, a neighborhood park with playgrounds and baseball fields tennis courts all that is kind that, of stuff. It's, by the way I, sh- I should ask are you, are you taking follow-up questions or no <laughs> i think we are now okay so um the answer to that is yes so is that a good thing to be like next to a park i mean i understand yeah. mm-hmm. it yeah, is good, good, no no it's a good question that's kind of what, the, what was going through our th- uh, thoughts there's a lot of pros and cons it's also like a single story house like a ranch um which again this is this is totally appropriate for the podcast but uh a first floor house with like a ranch style house um where like you know 
a person come could stroll through the neighborhood um, and easily just just walk straight up to our, that house and and look through your window. It's kind of weird um, to where people are sleeping. So, um, but that being said, it was it was a nice house. It it got us thinking. So, anyway, uh, that but, was, so, but we haven't finished this park thing. So the other, I mean, pluses, you know, for you and your kids, you could just send them out across the street. Yeah. Or a friend, they people could come over and essentially the kids just go run around on the neighborhood park and just disappear. Okay, so that's a, that's a plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any other pluses? I mean, the the, the park is huge. This, there's a school, the elementary school is literally right next to it. So literally we could do like Jules go to school and she could literally just run to school for the kindergarten. It'd be, pretty, be okay. pretty, pretty cool. Now, that being said... Is that is that even allowed? Uh, so just to be clear, you you would have your I, daughter run to kindergarten for your house. It's, just, no, no, it's it's literally you could see the school from the house. Um. Anyway, anyway, we're not. Okay. We're not okay. do so you would you would stand on the property. You wouldn't go with her. You'd just be like run. <laughs> You'd watch her run to school on her own. Okay. I just want. <laughs> so, I, think, I, I think you've properly unpacked that correctly. Yes. Uh, okay. Are there Kate, any? Kate would other, walk. Kate would. Are there walk any? Are there? Uh, Kate would. Okay. Okay. Um, so th- that makes sense. Kate. Kate makes good decisions. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So, are there any other uh, pluses uh, of that of that of that house or the neighborhood uh, having a park no, next, uh, next door? Yes. That we're still on that. Um. I mean, there, there's a lot of other like just convenient like if you if you did have like a party of, of some sort like it spills over into that area it, it's like a pseudo backyard um they have concerts in the park or movies in the park and literally we could like watch a movie uh, with other people there which might be actually a huge negative because it's loud i don't know so we just saw it this afternoon and, and we're okay. processing and i think you're you're hitting on a lot of the common themes that we were talking about as well I haven't even started on any of my negatives. I mean, I didn't have, I, I, I don't have a positive for living next to a park. Um, <laughs> first off, the noise would drive me nuts. Secondly, parking, people would be parking there all the time. My mm-hmm. dog's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, thirdly, I mean, even if I did have kids, you know, I, I don't know. Like that's where like you're worried about people walking on like a ranch house, looking in the windows. It's like, well, yeah, where do pervs go for you know kids? Probably the park. So like, you're you're going to the nuisance anyway. Um, so you guys, more importantly, and more importantly, yes, sorry, rest, sorry. It's, it, that that you're very fixated on this house. We're not. It, it was just a thing, something we did today. Um, you said big, you were going to put effort on it. I'm still the, just the, going. The, <laughs> The bigger thing this weekend was uh, spending some time uh, doing. I, we did baseball practice, and I went to the driving range with Maddie, and uh, just it was, it, it's a good time because he's he's actually receptive to uh, getting advice. Which, for the record, it's been eight years of uh, hostility, <laughs> and uh, today he actually wanted uh, to. He, so he bats basically how Anthony Rizzo bats, if you can imagine. Oh wow! And, just and like he, lean back, take your <laughs> well. Imagine where, where his hands Rizzo are. Does that, like lean back thing. That mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. He doesn't do the lean back thing or stand literally standing on top of the uh, the plate, but he has his hands are basically at his belt, 
and uh, he cranks. It, he he actually has good eye hand coordination. But anyway, more importantly, my I've been trying to coax him to move his hands to his shoulders and yeah, you know, try to swing and hit, adjust his swing. And I was trying to then teach him about like staying back and trying to turn on the ball instead of he lunges at the ball. Anyway, these are the the common things that you remember you uh, helping little kids in in college uh, when they were playing baseball on that that all star team. Yeah, yeah. Coaching. It was fun. It was fun. That was a really fun summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I coached for a little bit here with uh, my nephews. Mm-hmm. So it's, kid, it's, kids it's are not fun. good for uh, feedback. They don't like feedback. No, well, I mean the thing that the thing that I found as a coach, both in our situation when we were in college coaching these kids, um, and also me being not being a parent. Um, Kids actually listen to like coaches. They just don't listen if coach is also dad. Their parent, <laughs> totally, totally. So I give I give advice to everyone else except Maddie. It, it's gone. It's right. well. So yeah. So that, that that's the uh, the home uh, the household update. Um, what's the? Uh, okay. I think I think we should move on to the bird update. I think I'll just wing it. Yeah, chicks. Kaka. Welcome to another uh, week of the bird update. Uh, I anticipate that this is going to be a weekly thing until the raccoons get to them. And then anyway. I, I, I would just uh, be more generic and just say other uh, terrifying animals for the for the chicks. Just other, I mean, because you don't know what's going to actually eat them, right? It's going to be raccoons. <laughs> I know that. Raccoons are so yeah, there's. It's not going to be rats because rats won't eat chickens. I don't think, and it's not going to be coyotes because they're in a cage and coyotes can't do that. Raccoons, they're you know they do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, update. Uh, well, they're still in the office. I haven't been in my office uh, since Friday afternoon. <laughs> so. Uh, um, Anyway, so we'll so see. It, it, so it's still like a nuclear bomb went off, but just the bomb it happens right. to be bird chicken shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so. Uh, but the good news is that uh, tomorrow I'm moving them out to their new home. Uh, the coop is close enough to being done that they can start living in there um, while I tinker with some things, and um, so that's very exciting. Uh, this is this is an amazing turn of events. I'm honestly uh, very very happy for you. Yeah, my, my brother came by this weekend and helped, and uh, we got a lot done. And um, yeah, it's you know it's going to be hard not having them um, peck at me and you know Nicole Kidman on my shoulder while I'm typing uh, like a parrot. I think she's the only one that really likes me. Uh, the <laughs> other ones don't at all. And then there's the one that uh, you guys named that uh, crowed a couple times this week in the morning. So don't get any bright ideas. Yeah, Phoebe may be uh, not a girl. Um, in which case, that's dinner, right? For <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, Do you eat roosters? Can you? I mean, I thought that that's a no-no. It's a Why? bird. I mean, it's a chicken. I, I don't know. Anywho. Well, yes, you can. Like, if you're using the rooster for, you know, as part of your flock, then 
you wouldn't want to do that because it can, you know, it's going to sleep with all the hens and that's how you get extra chicks. For my case, yeah, I can eat a rooster. It's a chicken. Okay. I mean, hey, it's all yours. I think, right? I suppose. And yeah. for the record, no, the place the place where I bought it, if it's a rooster, you bring it back and they give you a new one. Ooh, okay. So we get another attempt to name it. it would it be a, a baby chick or would it be no. like a older? First off, it better not be a baby chick because I'm going to be like, well, yeah, you can take it back and pay me back for all the, the hassle of the last God knows how long. These things are probably close to a year old now, and I still don't have any eggs until September. <laughs> um, yeah, anywho. so, anywho. That's all. Excuse me. So what, what do you have left, literally, with the cart coop to do? A lot to explain that would go, I don't want to go into technical detail because I may not have figured it all out, but um, I should I should be able to finish it tomorrow. I'm hoping I can finish it tomorrow. Okay, is it like the wheel and and other things? Is that just yeah, the wheel, okay. other things, and then another new cage area. Okay, that sounds doable, so, especially since you're not working tomorrow. Maybe we'll see. I haven't decided yet, but I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that I gather the courage to it's take nine, a day off. It's nine o'clock the day before that. Anyhow. You should make yeah. that decision. You should make the decision. Uh, yeah. So uh, this week, speaking of decisions, decision week for some teens. Um, as I just want to start off by saying, as one brilliant person may have predicted last week, the giant Sunny Six K and his team Sonical lost to John. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know what, what what can you say outside of just uh, Sunil had a bad week. Um, we knew it was coming. We 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 saw it coming. Is that what? No, we I can say that I predicted it. I want to know in predictions on this show. <laughs> he had a bad week, and he had nine stolen bases. Um, yeah, I don't envision he's going to have a good breakdown for this week. It it this is a typical Sunil week. I don't know. I feel like the first three weeks were an anomaly. Well, I agree with you on the first part. The the, the uh that this is both a typical Sunil week and also I agree with you that uh him starting three and L was just, you know, especially like the Seattle Mariners, how they, you know, last year and this year, like they start the season really well and all the idiot fans out here are like, Oh, like Mariners, Mariners it's like you realize they're terrible. Is, they are awful. And <laughs> This is no, no, no. Can we stick on this for a moment? I think that you, it's important to just denote that how much of a blind squirrel finding a nut this the past like four weeks have been. There's just been utter chaos, and and trying to make any sense of this chaos uh, is a bit hard. I'll just leave it at that. And and Sunil being what two and one or three and zero oh going into this week. I mean, honestly, blind squirrel. Yeah, and so when you say like it's been chaotic, you mean in the league, or do you mean in our league? The league is MLB, or yeah, it's been a strange MLB start. Um, I mean, we have, we have never spoken about all the crazy rules that they instituted, which I don't think that really has a huge material impact on the stats. But um, I mean, it has some. But the league, I mean, our league, uh, 
it's it's been there's a just the jillion injuries the weird covid stuff it's it's been a a nutty four week period um and for sunil here just just i i hope that we do get him on the, on here at some point in the next couple of weeks but i think he had like five injuries happen this week um notably uh none of them were actual uh, and burns was really the only notable one but everyone else really was not really notable um meaning he activated he had these players active and they got injured and it'll be right well, I mean, it's also part of the risk when the youngest player on your team is 38. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just about, just about. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's like, you know, that's why you don't draft teams that are all like old people. No, ser- seriously, though. Okay. So, uh, the injury note has been crazy this year in baseball. It's been um, indulgent, I mean, uh, a, a bit much. Um, Everyone's team has been impacted, you know, like name a star that hasn't been on the 10 day uh, injured list yet. Well, I mean, I feel like Trot and Acuna didn't, uh, they they had like the threat. They maybe missed a day, but then they haven't missed it. There, there've been a number of players that haven't missed that much time, but um, like all of my team, like all my starters have. have okay, been. there we go. All right, hyperbole. Yeah, that aside. Okay, because I feel the same way about my team. Everyone feels the same way about their team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure. So, um, okay. Anyway, yeah, that that happened, and uh, where I was going with uh, the the Mariners being terrible, um, you had to pick up a Mariner this week, a starting mm-hmm. pitcher. Mm. Um, yeah, so I want to know, I mean, this, and I'll preface this by saying, obviously that you, you're losing this week. So, Uh um, your team is, you're clearly in desperation mode. Chris Flexen, really? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, it's been a crapshoot. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm still optimistic that the most of the, my starters are going to write the ship. Okay. I'm delusional, um, but it's nice to have some backup options, say injuries or. Uh, How is Chris Flexen a backup option is my point. He shouldn't be rostered. He's terrible. I don't know about that. I, uh, we, we mentioned this, I think, early in the podcast, or at least I did, I feel, um, that if you do the math of like, what, 12 teams, six starters, that's 72. I feel like we're like what's meaningful uh the, the the sheer volume of starting pitching that you have to, to comb through and find the diamond and rough is expanding because of the injuries it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger i mean ryan weathers yeah, trust me i'm he, he was not on my radar about like three weeks ago i picked him up uh and start i had to start him just out of necessity because of all the just sheer chaos going on with injuries and and whatnot but now he's injured again and I don't know if he's all that great in the first place. And the same goes to Flexen. I mean, I don't know how great he is. I, I'm going to stash him on my bench. Great and, at all. I'm going to stash him on my bench and see what happens. Um, just like he, Wade, Miley, Wade Miley, I'm like I'm not a big fan, but I'm and John Gray, not a fan, but I'll keep him on my bench and hopefully, like they string something together that means what? it's predictable. Okay, okay, okay. What about any of the players that you just named gives you any? Confidence? If, oh, whoa, whoa. I wasn't even going to confidence, but if you're going to say confidence, then, uh, yeah, what what gives you confidence that they are worthy of a roster spot? 
what are my what are the other options? <laughs> like anyone but those three guys. I wouldn't eat like anyway. Okay. I'm just you, giving no, you a hard time. No, no, no. I mean, I, I are you giving me a hard time or are you are you do you have legitimate arguments? Because I mean Wade Miley had an interesting first start of the year. Uh I think his first three starts was, was yeah, three wins and and good stats. Anyway, it's Wade Miley. We, we know who he is. Yeah, it, exactly. But then John Gray, like uh, Colorado, terrifying. Um, but he's been interesting peripherally. Um, and Ryan Weathers is, is a starting pitcher for San Diego. Case, yeah, no, no, no. Well, I wasn't talking about him. I was flexing. Weathers, whatever. Uh, you know, Miley, sure, I guess. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> trying to find his hot streak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... But hold on, so who who else was there? There was Flex, and I still don't understand. And then John Gray, his is he still striking out people at all? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you guess how many how many strikeouts he has? Guess thirty. That's actually correct. And you must be looking at his page. But I'm not looking at his page. That was just complete guess. I'm serious. <laughs> Thirty-four innings, thirty Ks, and wow, uh, a three point one five ERA. I think you, you, yeah yeah. You have him in your head of is a certain way, and back to Flexen. I, it's worth pointing out. Just like I, 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 I think the the Mariners are going to be bad this year, and uh, I don't, their starting pitching, especially, is not good. But they've had an interesting start and like ride a hot streak and see what happens. I mean, I'm probably going to cast him away in a couple of weeks, or I'm going to call him the second coming of Christ. I don't know. Like we'll see. All right. Well, um, so your what? Any thoughts on your loss this week? Uh, Maybe you want to point out how your opponents, uh, where the strengths are, and how they, you know, managed to pull this off. I'll, I'll first point out that uh, Vishnu, like everyone else, has five guys on the DL on his bench, or on the DL slash on his bench, um, or IL. Sorry, uh, I think he has six, seven guys in his starting lineup that are also injured, or were injured, or recovering. Um, Starling Marte is activated, and he's—he, I don't think he played at all this week. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he didn't have like an altogether great week. Um, I think so. In, in he won in some categories. Uh, yeah, and the I mean, he it, it it's a not a good stat week for either of us. He just happens to win. Um, I like today. I just had a number of starts that just didn't get a win, didn't get an improvement in ERA. And my the last start, I tried to, I was hoping for an improvement on WHIP, and he got worse. <laughs> which is really frustrating. That's always the best. This is the worst. Uh, three starts, and all I needed was one win, and I got none. Um, anyway, right. I, it's it's a it's not a good week. I think the the, the thing I'm trying I'm not going to overanalyze it because I think I know the answer to all this, which is that most of my team is really, really, really uh, either playing poorly and something's wrong or they uh like bets is having an uncharacteristic start to this season i mean it's really kind of astonishing where he has like eight rbis month to date it's very weird yeah and yeah. He, he was on pace for like 150 or 160 runs in the shortened season last year he had 140 runs the year before uh he's off his pace and it's bizarre um, and today they had 16 runs and he went oh for four and it's just annoying anyway i'll leave it yeah there. no he's i mean he and, and i also know um just from having looked at a lot of uh mets box scores because of polar bear alonso <laughs> the 
Lindor is also, you know, I, I don't remember if he was always off to hot. I always felt like he gets off to hot starts because the White Sox always played Cleveland at the beginning of the year. And Lindor always launched it off of us. So, yeah, um, that, I, don't, that may, I don't know. That may not be, you know, um, that, that may just be legend uh, and not so much uh, history. But, um, yeah, like I hear you. Betts has, Betts has looked in the games that I watched. Uh, it's not a threat. So yeah, I don't know. He'll, he'll figure it out. He'll be he'll fine. Figure it out. As get, we'll get, more, but. So my, my trivia question, just a, this is not like a serious one, but uh, just uh, guess who has the second most RBIs on my team. On your team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll get it wrong. You'll get it wrong. And he's been, he's been rostered and active all season. Joey Votto. Nope. Well, I, I didn't own Votto, but anyway, he still less than this guy. Okay. This is how this is just an this is an, a perfect example of where my team is. Uh, number two in in RBIs on my team is uh, Mr. Kelly, my catcher. Wow, <laughs> it's been a leader. I mean, JD Martinez has been great, but then the, it's just been either out for COVID, out for bizarre injuries, or just really just playing awfully. Um, you should trade. Carson Kelly high for like a decent starting pitcher. I don't think anyone would buy it, to be honest. Anyway, I would. I have a lot of decent. I'll give you Alex Wood for. <laughs> Speaking of shitty starting pitchers, now what's going on with your team? Are you planning on selling high on all this uh, strong performance? Uh. No, this is my expectation for this year. Is that unrealistic? <laughs> yeah, you're going to get uh, a cold drink of water very soon. Um, the man who has been roared, fat vet, the number three catcher at, at I mean, anyway. Oh, no, no, no. Rorschach? <laughs> Josh, Bell, the- Josh Bell might be having the worst start of the season. And he's active on your team, and he's basically the only only guy on your team who isn't hitting on all cylinders. That isn't true. There are a lot he's of guys. He's he's been awful, but anyway, it, I've, I've been it's, frustrated it's with a lot boring. of guys. In my team. It's almost boring to go through your team in, in analyzing it, but it's it, it. Your team's doing fine. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not complaining. Um, any so uh, this week, any other surprises? Uh oh, in terms of the the schedule, yeah, yeah. Um, let me look here. Didn't anticipate you th- uh, asking that right now. Um, well, we're still talking about this week. What, what yeah, no, so, yeah but, but I was. I'm, I'm toggling anyway. Uh, okay. The, so, the, the my my take on this week was uh going to this week is I, I hope that we would see some update upsets, and I was really disappointed that Ken um. Just barely lost. Uh, yes, to Josh. To Josh. I know uh, it was really he had it. He had it. it was it's like four stats. He was so close, and like basically Scherzer had a complete game, and Trevor Williams just stunk the bed, and yep, and that it, it sealed it. It just if that didn't happen, anything besides a complete game by Scherzer and just a stinker by uh, Trevor Williams. Ken would have won that. Um, Lowe barely lost to to Jay, even though Jay would probably say that he it was a no doubt win. Um, <laughs> so that yeah okay that that was one where the, the Ken 
versus Josh thing. Um, again, very close. Uh, what did it end up being? Six, four? Uh, five and a half, four and a half. Five and a half, four and a half. Okay. So that one, uh, I too was, was rooting for Ken there for a nice upset. They had the three Jim- stats tied. Three. Three full stats yeah. tied and ERA and whip were pr- pretty close to, to flipping. Runs were only off by two. Like it honestly was a, if they had an extra day, Ken would have, could have easily won. Um, but anyway, back to Jay and, and Lowe. Um, they're that pretty was, close. Yeah, that was very close. Uh, and Jay had a great day today. Um, he had, he, he got some of that uh, Dodgers 16 runs. Um, Jesus. And, in Cincinnati, 12 runs. Uh, so um, I, I don't know what happened to Nick Castellanos, but last year was his only year on my team. <laughs> and uh, not true. Well, I traded for him. So it, I guess I had a year and a half of him, but I bought him when he was really hot in 2018. Or wait, no, 2019. I bought him mm-hmm. when he was really hot in 2019. And then he went cold on my team for the rest of the year. Uh, and that was, I bought him like a little bit after he was to the, went to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Uh, and then, yeah, last year he was awful for the Reds in his first year. Yeah. And he's been bonkers this year. Just gone bananas. Nuts. Which is what everyone predicted for him last year. Yeah. I, it's. And I did not buy it because no. he played. He played in Detroit for far too long. <laughs> I, I thought he was just going to continue to hit uh, doubles, um, but I think he's got eight home runs in in the first month. So uh, he'll eclipse his like career high by like Memorial Day. Um, that whole and, Reds team between Winker and mm-hmm. uh, him and Votto, they're Suarez is having a bad year. Um, they're playing a guy named Farmer at shortstop. Um, it's an interesting offense. I mean, honestly, the Reds are not that bad uh, on offense. On offense, yeah. Pitching, I, I don't don't start Wade Miley. All I have to say. Um, <laughs> but the the rest of the the week, um, John being Sunil, we mentioned, uh, and Zavo being uh, Dave. It's close, but uh, yeah, Z should have won this in my mind, and just barely though. Yeah, neither of them had like an amazing week. Um, I think it's the middle of the road with me uh, in terms of breakdown. It's fine. Um, okay, missing one. No, we. I mean, we. I. I, I do not want to miss the opportunity to point out that Chen really had a good week. I think he might be like, if you go like a, a twelve and 0 or eleven and zero, he might go ten and one. Uh, it was a really good week. Tough to so yeah, it's just more brute squad luck. It's uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what happens to my team. I always play everybody at their best. They all want they all want a piece of me and mm-hmm. my championships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So next week, um, nothing exciting. I go up against Sunny Six K, Chips Nemesis. Uh, so that will be fun. Um, only because it uh, foreshadows Chip's matchup with Sunny Six K uh, mm-hmm. in the following the week mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, and I play uh-huh. Dave. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I, auto draft Dave. You'll you'll win. He, he 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 he. Much like Vishnu, there are players on his active lineup that were on the IL all week. 
So and like clockwork, uh, someone's going to make everyone act, uh, everyone corrected. Uh, Fran Miller Reyes, I believe, is out because of paternity. Yep, he and he doesn't have anyone on. Oh, oh, Ryu is on IL. I didn't notice that. That happened this week. He might have had somebody. Uh, there was somebody else. Mm-mm. David Price is on the IL too. Anywho, uh, he. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. I my my de- it's up to my team. It's not a. I, I could I could use a really easy outing, but uh, really, but whatever. I'm frustrated. But whatever. Okay. I'm so you, are you predicting, are you predicting a, a victory for yourself? Obviously. Why okay. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I, I will be honest when I think I'm going to lose, and I'll be honest. I don't think I'm going to lose to Sunny Six K this week. Mm. I, uh, I have not. I have not consulted the bones. Uh, I will do that tomorrow before rosters lock, but. Uh, once I consult the bones, we'll see you know, formal prediction. But I, uh, uh, I think he's going to give you more trouble than you expect. I always, even if I win eight two, I'm dramatic enough to make every week a close week. Okay, I'm aware of that. Um, so yeah, of course it's going to feel really close, even if I'm up like nine one. All right. So, well, the rest of the schedule, uh, the matchups for the week, um, Ken got has Chen, um, and that'll be an interesting uh, matchup if Ken's pitching can hold up um, and compete with uh, Chen's. Uh, Degrom is a monster and is a terrifying uh, presence. Um, will be interesting. I, got, I did get lucky last week because he uh, he lost the game with. Yeah, that's right. One, it was one start, and he also left the game in the sixth with like nine strikeouts, um, <laughs> because he because he had just thrown that beautiful complete game with like fifteen strikeouts and whatever. So um, we're gonna get into uh, uh, Degrom in a moment. Um, that'll be part okay. of that uh, my chips angle. But also, gotcha. so uh, we got uh, John uh, versus Z. Um, which should be a compelling uh, match. That's a North Shore, that's a North Shore uh, battle. That's a battle. Um, and then Jay and Josh. I think that might be the matchup of the week. Uh, and then Low and, and uh, Vishnu. Yeah. Uh, Vishnu's going to lose, uh, obviously, because Vishnu's team is not good enough to beat anybody. <laughs> He's beating uh, me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lowe's going to win that one. I think you're right. I think Josh versus Jay, uh, both of us have them in the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, you know, two two teams that uh, – and, and, and so Josh will be 3-1, uh, and one, and he'll be tied with – wait, yeah, 3-1. and one. Yeah. Tied with Sunnacle for second place, and Jay will be 2-2. Two and two. I believe that's right. No, yeah. no, Chen will be two and two. I'm sorry, hold on. Is it what? Chen's one and two right now. Who's Chen playing though? This week? Next? No, next week. Um, I'm talking about. He's playing, Ken next, he's playing Ken next week. Right, and I'm talking about Jay and Josh. Oh, okay. Jo- yeah, Jay is. Uh, he will be two and two. He'll be two and two, and Josh will be that's, obviously two and two as well. No, he'll be three and one. No, oh, he's winning this week. That's right. Damn, three and one. Yes. So, <laughs> I like that. Where are you going with all this? 
Oh no! What? What? Okay. I hope people are listening. (laughs) Just know what I'm feeling right now. Where I'm going with this? That's the matchup of the week. Two good teams. Josh is in second. Jay is making the climb uh, as the defending champion should. Um, And I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Who do you have winning? Josh. I'm going to pick Jay. I don't Jay. I got nothing but um, uh, uh, displeasure coming out of this, but uh, I'm picking Jay. Uh, just you know, he lost Lozardo. Do you hear what happened to Lozardo? No, uh, but I see the the plus mark on him. What what happened? Yeah, this is awesome. So I think he started this weekend and did really poorly. Um, and I guess at some point it came out that after his start, um, that he slammed his hand on a desk really hard while playing video games. <laughs> and so then they Haven't trapped. we all been there? Haven't we all been there? Then they, No, you don't slam your hand. You slam the controller. Better yet, like some of us, at least one person who's listening does as well, we have a special controller just for beating up. It's an old, you don't even use it. It's just your throwing remote. But Lazardo has a hairline fracture in his pitching hand. Mm. I, I I can see that. Um, you know, I don't think he's made good uh, arbitration really uh, yet. I don't know if he can afford, you know, that that second uh, controller. Okay. Okay. I, that would be my angle on understanding this uh, this situation. Yeah. And if a, if a major league baseball player can't afford a sixty dollars <laughs> controller then there are a lot of issues there. <laughs> Where's that money going? I mean, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues in the surface here of him playing video I mean, games and getting upset. And uh, at least we know with Julio Urias, it's going to tattoos. I mean, that guy, <laughs> his tattoos are, he has the worst tattoos in the league. It just, it's awful. Um, but it's going to be, it's a future segment on the show. It got to be tattoos. Oh yeah. You should look up Robert Williams, the center for the Boston Celtics. I can't figure out what he has on his neck, but it looks like an L with like bodily fluids dripping off of it. And then there's a heart and then there's an E. So I don't know if it's supposed to be like some artistic way of spelling love or if it's like initials or something, but it looks really gross. It's really gross. Mm. It's like, um, yeah. So another awesome tattoo to look up if you want to see something it, terrible. It reads L O E. Loyalty over everything, he says. Anywho. It looks like a gone. heart. It looks like a heart. In the middle, yeah. So uh, anyway, okay. Loyalty over anything? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why it's dripping. Uh I don't know. It looks awful. <laughs> um Lazardo. Lazardo's done. Uh, is Bellingham back yet? Uh, no. Uh, I don't even know. I thought that that was like they they didn't have a date. I mean, I would imagine it's months. Okay. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's nearing live at bats. Uh, but he's out for this week. Yeah. Um, uh, unlikely to be activated in the immediate future, but I imagine like he'll be in. He'll be back by like June. And then the Cubs actually play like teams that don't have terrible pitching, right? Uh, Dodgers? You mean that team? So the Cubs are playing the Dodgers and who else? Uh, Pittsburgh. 
so it's good and bad. Um, well, good, yeah, good for the Pirates. The Pirates rolled, steamrolled the Cubs earlier this year, so it's not, like the, it's not like the Cubs hit them either. My point is just I don't buy Bryant and Rizzo continuing to hit well, and I think Josh wins that. That's my more, prediction. That's my bold prediction. Josh beats Jay this week. It's a fair take. It's fair. I, I get it. Uh, I'm already one to know, so, you know. I feel like we've had other predictions. That's the only one you remember, though. Um, I feel like this is the only one that we have a record of. So, uh, yeah. So, Jay, last thing on Jay, he has Dodgers in Pittsburgh. Um, forget Hendricks uh, pitching two starts. Uh, Hendricks has been awful. Basically, yeah. the worst pitcher in baseball uh, year to date. And, um, yeah, I it's it's been a weird early part of the year. I wonder if he corrects us and uh, deals for two the these two starts. That's that's my prediction. The Hendricks was, is gonna correct it, correct the ship. Yeah, I was reading um, or listening to something, but they're they're talking about there's something wrong with his delivery. Um, might, be. might be, and so they're they're gonna look into that, and mm-hmm. they're 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 trying to fix something, but apparently they identified it as as his delivery. That so, could be the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All, all of his bench players are better than my actives. This has been a this has been a rough April. Um, let's move yeah. on. It's been a rough <laughs> April for Fernie Willow. Um, and everyone listening loves it. <laughs> um, I'm sure they do. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so I think that we should move on to um, Chip's angle. Stats. Let's do it. Um, I didn't really. I don't really have like a something I've been digging into per se. I've been fascinated uh, this past week about uh, pitching velocity to see if it uh, if something has materially like changed. Um, and because uh, honestly, I don't. I never really play around with these stats either. So uh, much of what I'm going to share is it might come across as being duh. Can't believe you didn't know that, Chip. Um, but maybe maybe you'll find it um, interesting. So, kind of in Fangraphs, there's uh, a, an area um, for all the pitchers called pitch type. It's one of the uh, dimensions of of stats that you can look at. It's like the sixth one down for starting pitchers, um, and it's a place where they list off like if you look at the top leaders for 2021, you get all the players uh, in terms of their fastball percentage. You know, percentage of total pitches, fastball velocity, sliders cutters change-ups curves etc etc um and i've been really fascinated about like the fastball velocity uh who do you who do you think is the 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 highest fastball velocity al Degrom. obviously it's a good it's an an easy question i imagine you would get it because uh he's been unbelievable um but he's been throwing like harder this year than ever before yeah he's averaging you get this he's averaging 99 miles an hour yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's everything that, you know, those of us who watch and follow the sport, uh, the fact that he isn't talked about even more than they're already talking about him right now is nuts because he's he's doing he's doing something crazy. Yeah, um, yeah he, he is uh, on the early track of MVP um, as a starting pitcher. And, and, and he's getting like one run or like one and a half runs a game average in runs. <laughs> yeah, the storyline has been fascinating. Oh, the oh, but um, 
Uh, the the top like fastball velocity guys are um, he's at ninety nine, which I think is the highest. I I've, I just went back the past like ten years, and I don't believe there's anyone at ninety nine. Um, again, I, this is early part of the year. This might be just like uh, just early season hijinks. Who knows? Uh, and the rest of these stats are uh, rest of these seasons are like full seasons, so things average out. But um, the top five to ten, um, imagine you can guess most of them, and I'm not going to dwell into that. Um, interesting is the only thing interesting really out of this uh, top ten, like uh, fastball velocity. Obviously, Walker Buehler is in the top ten, but um, <laughs> but and and Garrett Cole for you is obviously number three. Yeah, in the top 10, um, at ninety-seven point three. Number two is Sandy Alcantara, uh, tied with Garrett Cole, really, and then Corbin Burns is at ninety-seven point one uh, at sixth. Um, only reason I bring him up is that he of all the top ten, honestly, the top like shit sixty hundred, his uh, usage is only fourteen percent. And he mostly throws a cutter. Yeah. And his cutter is thrown 54% of the time. Anyway. And his cutter is also really fast too, isn't it? With velocity. Yeah, it's 96. Um, yeah. Which is just crazy. Um, but it's just really fascinating to just know that um, it's mostly a cutter. Um, and so, so sometimes with these stats, you kind of have to take fastball and cutter together because some people honestly throw the cutter like kaguchi uh for seattle he throws majority a cutter at 91 mile an hour um another one is a u darvish obviously he throws his cutter the majority of the time so here's here's a question look go back up to sandy alcantara mm-hmm. uh d- does fangrass list sinker as one of the pitches uh I think sinker is kind of a, a an X pitch they call like they have knuckle and then they have S. I think I think that there's some pitchers that it, so just generally a lot of what I've uh, listened to and what I've observed is you know with with all this with the spin revolution going on um, in, in pitchers tinkering with you know one pitch effectively um, and throwing it many different ways like a U Darvish who is mm-hmm. like 17 pitches but really it's like you know a core of four that he's just messing yeah. with different speeds different um I, I think Alcantara I think his his fastball that 98 miles per hour is a sinker I think that they list like that his his fastball is his sinker and I think it's the same thing with like Frankie Montas I don't think they throw a separate fastball in their sinker that is their fastball that i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised because um, i know they, they don't have that dimension like, in him that's the problem and, and, so, and that's where i'm thinking because i think that a sinker is a viewed now as is like a type of fastball yeah it might be and anyway okay. it, it is hard it, you're, you're you're right about all those things the spin rate is because, another because area. I think, yeah that's actually more meaningful than velocity movement and spin rates, which are above probably both of us. Um, but the, the, the fan graphs piece, that area that you're in, also just for people listening who who might not have used it, um, that section it, it's it's nice when like if you listen to or you're reading stuff about um, you know guys in the waiver wire or guys who might be coming up, um, 
to to see that area see like oh is this guy like really just a two-pitch pitcher um you can look there and easily find out like oh like okay so he has you know whatever a change up or whatever um that he throws like three percent of the time whatever it's just it's it's helpful when you're trying to look at and diagnose like whether or not this pickup is just a flash in the pan or if there's something there that is working anyway Mm -hmm. food for thought sorry i didn't mean to uh no. So um, two, two other just insights to, to share. Uh, one is, in general, there are, I think, more 97 mile an hour fast uh, throwers right now. This gets back to the earlier point, but uh, that this might be just too early in the year to really glean anything. But I think there's like seven, basically eight, uh, 97 mile an hour guys. Um, where in years past, just going back all the way to like 2010, 2009, seeing Ubaldo Jimenez and, and Justin Furlander, there really weren't that many uh, fastball velocities. The, the number of guys with this fast, um, it's really astonishing. Um, and I think I, I, I saw a stat on MLB Network that there was, or somewhere, USA Today could have been, uh, pointing out that the, the fastball velocity of starters is now catching up to relievers um, for some strange reason. Uh, relievers for like what the past three or four years, five years, it's been going up and up and up and ha- having all those, you know, relievers throwing 101, like Josh Hader and uh, name another, I, I'm blanking on. Um, but there's been a jillion relievers throwing 100, it seems. Um, Do you think, I mean, so part of that, it, where I'm going with this is I'm looking at guys, one of whom is somebody that I just picked up uh, in Shane McClanahan. Mm-hmm. And he throws really hard. Um, or, or I'm sorry, his, the velocities uh, with the high velocity, right? I think he throws 97, uh, 98 on his fastball. Uh, I think he actually got up to like over 100 twice in his start this past week. Um, so, but, but he's really, I mean, he's a two-pitch pitcher. And where I'm going with this is, do you think that there might be, the, the correlation might, a reason for the, the fact that there are more 97 mile per hour starters now than there were in 2010 um, was that they were still un- operating under like the old, uh, the old baseball where you really were looking for innings pitched from starting pitchers and guys who had speed and maybe two pitches, you know, were just moved to the bullpen because they're never going to go seven innings. Uh, they're never going to be starters. And now we've kind of lowered the standard with all the stuff that's going on where it's like, oh, like all we need is four or five innings from the guy, you know? So guys like McClanahan uh, come in and they throw harder. Um, and, and you still have your great outliers like the DeGrom and the Coles of the world, which were the Verlanders, right? You know, mm-hmm. in your past. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, now if you look at like the average start, I just feel like they're taking more chances on these guys with two pitches part of like the glass now success model, which is, you know, and, and he's evolved too. So don't get me wrong. I think he's a better pitch than what I'm going to say, but like glass now two years ago was four or five innings, 10 strikeouts. Yeah. He still is to a certain, certain degree, but he's, 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 he's going longer. He's, he's I mean, he's, 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 he is growing as a pitcher, which is a good thing if you own him, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like the glass now is like, I feel there's each team has at least one glass now starting, you know, somebody they want to be glass now. As yeah. A I mean, he's now. not an anomaly anymore. He's more the norm. Um, 
there's more like Blake Snell's, as you mentioned, uh, right. And the other guys who just go four and two thirds and, and nine K's <laughs> and right? give up like, yeah. two earned runs. And then they throw in a reliever and I hate it. But anyway, um, and the then, you get the guys, then you get the guys like, uh, what's his name? Romo, the, the relief pitcher who just throws like his garbage slider. And it's just so, so different from all the fastballs that people have been seeing. It's like, totally. just, throw, just throw Romo in there. He'll throw him off guard. So uh, the last little stat on this, uh, this area is about um, changeups. I, 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 we're going to get into this about like backyard baseball, but I, I tried learning how to throw a knuckleball when I was a kid and a changeup. Knuckleball didn't knuckle. It was terrible. And I remember Jason Orenstein hitting a home run off me. And uh, it was like, yeah, I'm never throwing that again. You, you might as well just lob it over the plate. Um, but changeups actually, you know, you throw it, the arm action is the same thing as a fastball. It's, it's hard to, to, to see it. And, when you do see it, it oftentimes moves a lot more than a fastball. So I did a little digging on, uh, on changeups. And uh, interestingly, there's about five, I think it's five, five pitchers who do not throw a changeup. I'm not going to do a guessing game because it's probably annoying and boring. Uh, namely Kershaw, Savale, Taiwan Walker, Kikuchi, and Uvalde. Don't throw, or at least haven't registered a changeup. Um, year to date so far interesting um it, it, they have plenty of other pitches that they throw like kikuchi throws a cutter uh savali is is like almost like a junk baller he throws all everything as does uh, kershaw throws a mix between really fastball slider and a little bit of a curveball and Evaldi is basically a, a fastball and curveball guy but the one stat i wanted to challenge you of who throws the slowest change up in baseball this year zach grinky <laughs> no <laughs> he's not even in the top 10 um i'll give you let you guess one more is it like someone who's thrown one change up this year probably probably i'm yeah. not gonna guess it no but he he throws it 31 percent of the time in general um and it's oh, wow. the lowest. It's the lowest, and it's, it's yeah. Anyway, it's one of his. It's probably it's his number one pitch, which I this blew me away. So that's why I'm I'm calling this out. Luis Castillo. I don't know somebody who no. who does change up a lot. Uh, Yunjin Ryu. Oh wow! <laughs> he throws a basically a fastball cutter uh, change up, basically equal like twenty nine percent, twenty eight percent, and thirty one percent. Uh, but it's at seventy eight point nine percent, which is it's only crazy. like eighty eight. Well, true, but still, it, it's a. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm gonna quickly look at years past, like uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, who threw? If I'm just gonna call it out if it's if it's interesting. All right, same number sixty eight. Patrick Corbin. Yeah, Patrick Corbin. I think, as you noticed noted earlier, uh, Granky is number two from 2019, but they okay. don't throw it all, all that much. Uh, it's interesting, but yeah, Adam Rain Wainwright is a not notorious changeup guy. Anyway, I find like all the pitching stats to be fascinating, just how how they mix it and and use it. Uh, I wanted to get into knuckleballs, but there's just like, no one really throws a knuckleball nowadays, for the record. Um, what about what about Shane Bieber's knuckle curve? That's not a knuckle. Fuck that. I'm talking like Ari Dickey stuff or um, 
Tim Wakefield. Tim Wakefield, Phil Negro, so, etc. So you tried learning it, you couldn't get its knuckle. No, it was okay. awful. It was awful. I had there. There was a girl on our softball league teams in Chicago um, who played like super competitive high school uh, softball, and she could throw uh, a knuckle softball. <laughs> That's amazing. And so, yeah, which is pretty awesome. Um, and my only experience with the knuckleball, my brother, my oldest brother, who's 10 years older, uh, his old roommate in college, one of his colleges, um, was, uh, he was really, really nice guy. He was like, uh, on the school's like cheer team, like, you know, cheerleader stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, which was interesting that like he was, you know, my brother's roommate, cause that's not really. Uh, anyway, they weren't into a lot of the same stuff, but they, they were friends. And so anyway, he came over one time and this is probably when I was like, I don't know, I was probably eight or nine and he was like 18 or 19 and he knew how to throw a knuckleball. And so we were playing like, you know, long ball catch in my backyard. And so he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, you want me to throw the knuckleball? I was like, yeah. And I always just assumed the knuckleball was like a lob, you know, because like, <laughs> right, because right. When, like when you watch it in baseball, like, you know, the pros and all you hear is like, Oh, it's so slow. And it's done. So I'm like, Oh yeah, it's going to be like a lob. He threw it at me. I could not catch it. And it just nailed me in my nose, like <laughs> flat on. And it was like, he felt so bad. And there was like blood and it was just nuts. Um, and yeah, that's my only story about knuckleballs is apparently I cannot catch them, which a lot of professional catchers have problems doing so. Totally. So, totally. Uh, I bet it's a legit thing because uh, I've I've tried to I've had a couple of people throw them effectively to me and it's it's terrifying to be honest if you're a catcher and you don't have padding because it's just you have no idea how it's going to move. Yeah, like it moved like to me it was like you know like a regular throw you know at the same speed, but it was just like you know like I thought it was gonna be like a lob or something that would be like really easy to catch. I was wrong. So I yeah. never trust an eight-year-old's opinion when it comes to what he or she. <laughs> Speaking of eight-year-old opinions, let's let's talk about eight-year-old backyard baseball games then. All right, all right. So uh, I, I this is this is probably our last segment, and uh, I I've been infatuated with batting stances my entire life, like you. Um, you know, there, there's a a Twitter handle that does that one guy he impersonates batting stances all the time that's just like the only thing he does is, is uh does videos on uh batting stance impersonations it's fascinating and awesome uh, I, mean, I, I that's yeah i'm gonna have to send him some suggestions <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like batting stances right now uh aren't all that gimmicky and weird i'm 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 really disappointed by the the state of batting stances we really don't have i mean you 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 would you did your tirade on Juan Soto's whole antics, but at least he has antics. Uh, there are really no good batting stances like Julio Franco or Jose Akendo. Or I think we talked about a pretty fun one, which is Rizzo's. Like he's just yes, yeah. And, and I don't know. Um, I've been watching a lot of the the Reds this year uh, on MLB TV, and they were talking about how Jesse Winker um, has started doing. A Rizzo lean back, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, only like more exaggerated. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. I mean, it's I, I I prefer that to like you know. Remember like um, whatever his name is, Kipnis. Remember he was like 
point the bat at the pitcher and then like pretend that he was good and like, Oh, like I went to GPN. I'm amazing. And like all that stuff. And then he just sucked. Um, so I like, I hated Kipnis' stance. That's one of the worst. And there's somebody else that I can't remember that has picked up on that. Like the point, the bat at the, the pitcher. It's like, Oh, it, it's like the, the front hand pointing at the, at the pitcher. I mean, that's like, I think yeah. Ozzie Smith did that back in the day. Like it's not like a, a no, but Kipnis isn't, no, but Kipnis, I, there's a difference between that and like what Kipnis did, which is like the whole because then he put like the bat flat, but then he like pointed at the pitcher for like a long time. It's not just like a putting your hand out, point center, come back. It's like he he was just rotten. Um, <laughs> Tell me what I you hope, really think I, about I, him. I hope he's listening. Um, is he still on the Cubs? By the way. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I bet the cup it probably explains everything. It probably explains everything now. Um, well, so what about like wiffle ball? Uh, I, I I have wiffle balls to teach Maddie. You know how to how to hit. Um, and I've been trying to. I like. I still can't throw curves with wiffle balls. And, and probably everyone, everyone on this on listening to this will probably like just demonize us that we haven't figured this out. But I, find I don't. It really I take hard. that back. I don't think that they can either. So I don't, uh, you know what, next time, if you're listening and you can, then, you know, prove it. Uh, <laughs> it's not that easy. It's really hard. You have to really throw hard in order to get any type of movement. Um, so I'm impressed by those uh, people, but I, I remember a distinct memory of just playing in your backyard. Your backyard was huge and like almost perfect for wiffle ball. Almost. I mean, the, the back corner had some, yeah, like a little. Uh, I mean, if it swamp. rained, it turned into a swamp and flooded like three feet. But yeah, when you know, <laughs> basically, I don't know. It was it, it was unusable nine months of the year. But those three months of the year where it was awesome, it was uh, it was it was a good wiffle ball area. It was big enough where if you hit it over the fence and made, you know, obviously it would be a home run, but it'd be like a huge chore then to try to get it from your neighbor who. I, I can't remember. Did they have dogs that were in the backyard or it was really hard? No, to get the balls. it was really no, hard. It was just, yeah, it was, they had like fences up, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, no, that yeah. was, I always remember. Yeah. I have to switch up. So I was really big into that. And I did that with like pretty much everyone that came over to my house uh, and whether it was wiffle ball or tennis balls, like, and I think tennis balls came later. I don't remember. But because I remember hitting, nailing the windows, uh, I always thought like, you know, the, the my dad's office area, the upstairs TV room there looked out in the backyard and it kind of reminded me of Skydome where they had like the hotel, mm-hmm. you know, with like the windows. So I always try to crank the ball and hit the windows. Um, <laughs> but but I did have to, to you know, you, uh, you, you were kind of a switch hitter, but um one of my other friends was a lefty and I had to change the, the home plate area because like my, the yard is a rectangle. So you either have a short porch and right, or you have a short porch and left. <laughs> and if I had a lefty coming over, I'd have to resituate <laughs> home plate to make sure that the short porch. It's a power move. It's a power move. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 that's why you. I, I always was trying to learn lefty, to take advantage of that. Uh, but actually, lefty was was the long porch, wasn't it? The the, the long, because if didn't you put the 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 home plate in the on the right hand side near the garage? Yeah. No. Sometimes I would. 
Okay. That's what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. And then for the lefty, that was a lot harder. Anyway, yes. we're, we're down a really deep rabbit hole. Um, and we're at an hour six. Good, good um, memory. Good memories, though. This is, yeah. do you think, so when you're a parent and, and there's some parents listening, like, do you think that like happens anymore? Where like, I, I remember my summers, maybe they were different, but I spent, you know, enough of them with, enough of you that are listening to know that you guys had the same types of summers, but it was kind of like, you know, where, where we grew up and you get to, you're like, you're like, okay, mom, I'm going over to Chip's house. It was like seven blocks away and I just ride my bike and be like, okay, you know, <laughs> like no call no. ahead to see if Mrs. Streep is home. <laughs> we, we've been reminiscing about like the whole idea of like, uh, how do you set up those calls now? Like the parents have to do all the heavy lifting. Like I'm not going to give my freaking kid a cell phone at age eight. So I have to coordinate literally everything. In the old days when we were eight, we would just say like, uh, I'm just going to go over to Alex's and see if he's free. Right. Yeah. Right. And, or, and if he's not free, I'm going to go ride and get, go to Seven Eleven, and then I'm going to ride back and, and hit someone else's house. It was like, that's what you did as a kid. <laughs> No, you're, it's so true. That's exactly how right. it was. It was just, right. Like, it was just like, I'm going here. And, you know, yeah. like, and my, mom, my mom would just nod and go like, okay, I'll see you in a, in a couple hours. I'm like, okay, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had a school shooting a couple of years ago. Uh, don't you want to like worry about your kid? No, like, no, nah, nah, nah. no. Yeah, exactly. We were like, the you know, the first school shooting happened in the school that we went to. Like, not the first, but you know what I mean? Like the. Uh, Basically. Pretty, like anyway, in our lifetime, the first happened there. So yeah, no. Um, so it's it's different as a parent right now. It's just it's super duper different. Uh, a lot more coordinated. Um, I'm looking forward to the kids. Like we're, Maddie's on the cusp of like the whole like pitching, and I feel like once you like get pitching and you're into baseball, you can then like recruit other kids and and you get into like all star teams or whatever, and you travel teams and then you start. It's like it becoming part of your culture. Um, right now, it's kind of like one of those like weird games that you play, like uh, where you just shoot basketball at the, uh, or you play soccer two on two, or you you play a, a four square at the park or whatever. Like th- there's a giant right. game. Um, so you you we 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 have a couple topics we have to close out because of the, on this. Uh, you mentioned something about bland ball. Do you want to tell everyone about bland ball? Oh my ball? god! Yeah. So. I also, uh, bland ball was a game where in our elementary school, we had like the coolest gym teacher ever. <laughs> Mr. Sitz. Mr. Sitz. And he had like, he had like, he was balding, but you didn't know it. He was like, you know, tan like he was a German traveling somewhere with their son. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like guarantee, don't want to guarantee the skin cancer, but the guy was like super tan. His hair had like the whistle the pencil behind his ear, <laughs> no crap from anybody. And like walked around in like baseball shorts, like, and it wasn't really awkward, you know, like imagine anyone trying to do that now and not going to prison or being put on like a list of like, you know, someone who shouldn't be around schools. Like Mr. Sitz was awesome. And he created this game called Blam Ball, which is basically baseball slash dodgeball with, a kickball, like a mini kickball. So like, it's the same materials that, that rubber material is a kickball, only it's the size of a softball, like 16 inch softball or 14 inch softball, whatever. And you don't have gloves, but you can peg people. So like, you know, you can throw it to first base 
for four seconds. Or you can just peg them running down. Peg them running. And like anywhere there was a force out, you could just peg somebody instead. So, or if you can't touch them, if you can't tag them out, you just huck it at them. And uh, (laughs) there's a lot of hijinks that would happen. You hit them in the head, they're safe. Um, Were there any other weird rules uh, that we had to, to account for? No, I just remember, didn't somebody get hit in the head with the Luna bat one year? Yeah, I, that, I think that happened a couple of times. Um, there was a short porch for lefties. Um, yes. Yes, there and, was. And then for righties, if you hit it, you, you'd have to hit it like an eternity. Um, well, better. It's concrete. It, it, was, it was, you know, blacktop. So if you hit it, it would roll. Mm-hmm. Um, for lefties, they had the swing set there. Anyway, no, that was so I, what, I, I think that that was so fun. And like, I'm sorry, I don't buy this whole like kickball league thing. And I know some of you are married and have had to join kickball leagues, <laughs> but like, you know, I still have my principles. And but I think that like a bland ball league for like adults would be amazing. It would be so much fun because again, you're combining like softball, you don't need the gloves, and you can still like peg people. Like, I think I'm the pegging thing turns off most people. Um, otherwise, it's it's basically softball, right? But I'm with know, you. I'm I'm with you. I uh, my, only, my only last comment on bland ball because I, I I I adore it. Uh, I tried to bring it up numerous times when I was at Nike and at Adidas, and I just get people shaking their heads. But the uh, the lasting memory that I had, and I feel like. Now, like it, you know, twenty odd years later, we this must have been a lie. This is an absolute lie. But when we were in fifth grade, the last day of the school year, the fifth graders play the teachers in a in an epic bland ball uh, game, right? And I and okay. I I believe we were the first year kids beat the teachers legitimately. Like in the past years, it had always been like, yeah, it was close. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was close. But then we 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 actually like we beat them. Soundly. I'll take full, I'll take full credit for that. I'm going to jump on it and say that I almost I don't remember any of that. But <laughs> but I, I didn't I, I remember, didn't remember, I, remember I didn't even remember like the you know the ceremonial game like the goodbye your graduating grade school and going to junior high game against the teachers. I didn't remember that. I mean, much less whether or not we won. Much less whether or not I played. Well, we had like a field. Anyway, this is way off the deep end. We're an hour 12 now. Uh, There was a field day, like the last day of the school year where you do all sorts of like outside things. Anyway, there was, and then it ends with a bland ball game. Anyway, um, I had a a couple of quick updates. Before we go on, before we go on, I I do want to say, I'm going to do this unilaterally. So sorry to give you a heads up, Chip, but uh, I'm going to uh, nominate and award. Mr. Rick sits uh, for An honorary the, beef league member. For, no, for the beef league, the podcast hall of fame. Okay. Ooh, ooh I like that. I like Rick that. sits. Rick sits is Rick the first sits. member. I believe he had an affair with my, uh, my fourth and fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Paul. I'm pretty sure that he was having affairs all over town. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. As long as it didn't ruin any marriages. Anyway, um, so uh, I had a couple of quick things just to uh, close out uh, housekeeping. Uh, First up, we did get a listener email 
Uh, and Zavo wanted us to clarify a uh, a very important detail about the um, about the the stand, which was uh, about the pizza puffs. And I think this is an important clarification too, um, because I did like the pizza puff. Um, but if someone in your party ordered a pizza puff, you you immediately because pizza puffs generally speaking it's like frozen they drop it in the deep fryer and it takes like half hour and everything else takes like literally like three and a half minutes uh if they ordered that you just leave them you just leave that person behind you just walk away well right you know so here's my thing because i think zavo's actual rule what 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 he was saying was that that person should order first oh yeah he's being kind I, I'm not that kind. And uh, I I agree with that rule. Like, if you know ahead of time that you're going to eat a pizza puff, you should go first because it will take the longest. It's kind of like when we go to Buff Joe, when we used to go to Buff Joe's and Lo was there, we'd always have to let Lo order first because he is the slowest wings eater on earth. <laughs> and he's like the, mo- the most like delicate, like it's like he does. Like it's, it's very a delicate he thing. It. He savored it. No, it's like, it's like he's, he has this method. Out, like, I have my methodology. I only use one hand with wings. And Lo has his thing. And it just takes him a lot longer to eat. Uh, so, And you eat wings. really exceptionally fast. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because I can only use one hand. So, uh, <laughs> anyway. It, it, is, so, it is legendary fast. You, so, you are, I'm, I'm more team Lo on this. Anyway. Well, I'm I'm probably the most efficient wings eater in the history of Illinois, at least. <laughs> well, wasn't like Steve, what's his name? Like he would eat it in one take, the entire wing. He would just yeah, the whole I think wing like, so, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about too. I don't remember and, his last name. Yeah, and it's yeah, there were people that can do that, but I think that they also miss it. It's kind of like you know, like people like I get all the meat off the bone is my thing. <laughs> so you know like can you do that in one bite i don't think so I, okay we're, we're gonna go deep on buff joe's at a later point um obviously because it's now it's, banned it's it's, so. it's obvious it's been, um, okay. it's, <laughs> it's been deemed so, um so yes Zavo, Zavo, i think uh i again i myself uh probably may have ordered pizza puffs on a handful of times but i really was a cheeseburger guy um, what's wrong with you so I really never partook much in the pizza puffs. Um, and thus I was born like chip where if you order pizza puff, I'd leave. Um, <laughs> so the, the last thing on pizza puff is that like uh, you and I, we didn't talk about this last time, I think uh, all that much, but like in third grade, we were allowed to leave campus for lunch. Yes. yes. And we would ride our bike to, to the hot dog stand. Um, and uh and like uh, a pizza puff was a perfect example of like, you didn't have no time to do that. I mean, you literally had 40, like 42 minutes end to end to go either McDonald's or further to the beef, st- the beef stand. Uh, yeah, I feel like also third grade is not accurate or fourth, whatever, but it was, we were at was like Hubbard Woods. We were at Hubbard Woods and we yeah. had, a, we got like freedom for 40 some odd minutes you literally had to haul ass. And then sometimes we would stop at Bix, by the way, which well, that, almost that was, a, a separate that topic. Was my thing where usually what I would do is I would order first and I also ate the fastest. So I ditch whoever was still eating and go to Bix. 
and so I get more time at Bex, where those kids could just, you know, make fun of me and tell me that things are like a million dollars, and I would still spend like all my money there buying cards. And we're gonna do a, a spiel on baseball cards at some point, but um, that's a separate, time. a separate time. Um, okay. So my the, the one real quick a uh, thing for next week's update. I think it's important to note denote that the that the minor leagues start next week. I think, um, and I think like all the players are getting like assigned and all that kind of jazz. Like it uh, is coming week, or is in the fo- the week that follows that? I think it's this week. I think it starts tomorrow. Okay. Um, okay. Like all the AAA players have been at a alternate site, and they finally. So anyway, uh, moral of the story here is, I think we should do a thing on prospects, uh, either in uh, the assignments and and whatnot, and then uh, the draft that's going to be coming up um, in July. Sure. Um, I know a couple teams have already got some of the potential draft picks on their teams. Oh yeah. So, I feel like we should analyze it and um, make disparaging comments towards uh, those players and uh, make people feel guilty about them. And um, I like yeah, that. And, and then and my last thing is that uh, Daniel Lynch, the AAA or AAA starting pitcher, that the the number two left-handed uh, prospect, uh, is going to be pitching tomorrow for the Royals. I can't believe Jay hasn't offered anything for him. Um, Do you have him? Yeah, of course. So I'm annoyed by this because what I read was that he's coming up uh, to fill in for somebody who's hurt. Sure. As Uh, are most. But apparently the guy that they, this is from uh, MLB trade rumors. Um, So that was their first update. But then I was like, oh, that dude's not injured. So instead, apparently they're moving Jake Junis to the uh bullpen right which Which makes who knows no sense to me don't read into this stuff it it junis is probably going back to the rotation after lynch has his first start um but it's interesting because he's the he's the number two left-handed starting pitching prospect behind Mackenzie gore and uh it was very surprising that no one owned him anyway I'm excited. Well, speaking of which, uh, yeah, I bet you I'm willing to make a uh, bet here. Uh, I think McCle- I think McClanahan finishes with better stats than uh, Lynch. I'm willing to agree with you on that one. Um, and McClanahan's a rookie, left-handed pitching prospect. It's way too early to who's on any, any type of guess. Who's on no one's radar. I don't. He's still not on my radar. Exactly. <laughs> You've mentioned him five times. I literally still have no idea who he is. I'm not willing to Google. Well, that's fine. You'll, you'll, know who he is. Books here. you'll know who he is when I remind you how bad Lynch is compared to uh, <laughs> Which is like um, a 60% chance, honestly, of happening. Um, I'd say probably closer to like 90. Yeah. Um, so for not having a guest and um, not really having much uh, like, you know, uh, like our first podcast, we went an hour twenty one. Uh, this is a a meaty meaty podcast. It is. I think uh, for those of you who are listening who uh, want uh, more guests, we will have uh, a guest potentially next week. Um, we'll see, uh, and, and certainly the, the week following that, uh, I'm going to do my best to work with uh, Team Sunicles, um scheduler. 
and Agent. get him get him on during his rivalry week versus Chip, um, because so, I think that would just make for amazing beef league podcast. What I want, I, what I think that our intro to every single guest should be moving forward is essentially the Price is Right when when they name someone or whatever the uh and they run down and they're like so excited and I imagine. Uh, every podcast uh, guest is, is that how you like, imagine all of our guests yeah. joining our podcast just running running to their phones or to the computers or, let, and... or let, let's make a deal or um what are the other ones that, that, where they just have like just the, the people are just fanatics and they're running down waving, waving their hands in the air um yeah okay well i think i would support that uh <laughs> i'll let you find it and we will make that happen I think we should. We should. Anyway, um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll look out to all of you f- to to figure out who the who the guest is. And Sunil, we're we're ta- we're, we're hoping for for your presence in two weeks. Yes. Um, yeah. So all right. uh, with that, I think uh, we're good to close out. Any Sounds good, man. No, that's it, everyone. Thanks uh, for listening to us again, and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, and until then, I hope that your team's losing, that my team wins. To quote John McLaughlin, ta ta, bye bye. <laughs>